0: Hi, I'm Reverend Wendy Craig Purcell here at the Unity Center in San Diego. Thank you so much for watching today. If you'd like to support the work that we do here, please consider making a contribution. Go to our website. It's easy to do. Thank you in advance for that contribution. In my heart, I hope that you had that experience when you drove into the parking lot and got out of your car and came onto the patio and were greeted by familiar faces, eager to see you. I hope that you felt a sense of coming home and that you're feeling a growing and building sense of reconnecting together. That song, I think, conveys such an important message for us. And the message is the importance of keeping hope alive, keeping hope alive, and knowing that as we are coming out of this pandemic, as we are coming out of it, we are coming out changed. You know, if we reflect back to who we were and how we were before the pandemic and then think about where we are now, we have changed sometimes in seen ways and in unseen ways. We've had to grow, we've had to adapt, we've had to struggle, we've had to let go, we've had to learn new things. Zoom, are you done with Zoom? I'm done with Zoom. Grateful that we could connect that way, It's been such a time of tremendous change. And and perhaps one of the things that has been so difficult is that we've not been able to connect in the ways that we really long to connect. Even introverts have a need for connection. To be an introvert doesn't mean that you don't like people. It just means that when you're around a lot of people that your energy tanks can get a little more depleted whereas extroverts, when they're around a lot of people, their energy tanks get built up. But there's science that supports this idea that connection is important. And perhaps one of the greatest things that that all of us feel a sense of having lost over this year plus is that chance to be with one another, to connect. I remember when we were planning on reopening and going through all of the logistics and so forth, I desperately wanted to do the receiving line, and I said, yes. And then as it got closer, I thought, but wait a minute. There's no way, knowing myself as I do, that I could do the receiving line. I'd be all over you with hugs. (laughs) And it would take just the very first person coming through the line. I'd want to give you a hug, and then it would be all over. And what's that about? I think it's about in our heart of hearts, we do long to belong. We long to belong to each other. And we long to belong to each other, especially in a community like this when we share so much in common of what's so really important, our spirituality, our sense of compassion, our sense of community. And it is that that causes us to hunger for that connection in such a very deep way. You know, the early church was founded and launched, really, as a result of a sense of community. You had a, an amazing, radical teacher of consciousness, Jesus the Christ, giving a message that at that time was a new message, breathing life into his religion, Judaism, and changing it up a bit and and talking about a firsthand experience of the God presence. And then when he was no longer there in physical form, however you take what happened in the Easter story, however you place that, what is true is that the church that grew up as a result of him grew up because of community, grew up because people wanted to take that message and learn something from it, and try to understand it, but they knew they couldn't do it in isolation, and they longed to do it together, and it wasn't even safe to do it together. But we're here in our understanding, our mystical and metaphysical understanding of Christianity, in part as a result not only of the message, but of... The message living in the lives of individuals gathered together in small clusters, in small community. Connecting in community is so important. We have all been through the same storm. We've all been through the same storm, but we've not been in the same boat. I don't know who first coined that expression when we first began this, this journey in this storm, but I think it says so much, don't you? That we all weathered the same storm and we're still weathering some of the aftermath of it, but we weren't all in the same boat. And one of the things that I think is really important and very healthy for us to do is to be clear and honest with what that storm has taken from us, and not in the sense of languishing in it in a, in a depressed sense but in the awareness that until we can name something and acknowledge it, we really can't get past it. And so this has been a time of so much change and really a time of a lot of loss. Some of us have lost family members or friends or neighbors to COVID, a very real physical and tragic loss. Others have lost finances, or job security, or a sense of, of their, their purpose. Others have lost the ability to celebrate the passage of time together, the ability to celebrate weddings together. I've heard of so many stories, and so have you, of couples that had planned a wedding and then had to change the date once, and then change the date twice. And then change the date a third time and finally said, so What the heck, we're getting married, right? So th- not being able to celebrate those important milestones, the happy ones, graduations, births, remember in the beginning, how how the birth of a baby had to be celebrated differently. The father wasn't allowed in the in the room in, in some cases. So being able to name and and allow ourselves the space to go, this hurt, this was really difficult, and difficult in different ways for different people. And if we have managed to weather the storm better than most, and I've heard from many in our community that that seems to be the case, that many of us have weathered the storm most than many others, and we are grateful for that. What I think we owe our brothers and sisters is the awareness that that may not be true And it isn't true for everyone else. And so keeping our heart of compassion open, our tenderness open, is so very important. As this pandemic abates and as we begin to emerge, what I want to be talking about in the weeks to come is who and how do we want to be now? I I don't want to go back to what was. I want to go forward to what can be. And I think there's a decided difference in that. I'm not saying that everything that was was bad, but I do believe that we can do so much better as individuals, as communities, and as a country than what was. And to do that, we've got to get really clear on what matters to us. And as we are coming out of this storm, I think one, perhaps one of the greatest takeaways that, that we are carrying forward is a much clearer sense of what really matters to us when all is said and done. Is that not true for you? Have you not had over these 12, 14 months, however, 15 months that it's been, have you not found yourself more often than ever before reflecting on what really matters to you? Not head if that's true. We've gone into a much deeper place of reflection and inquiry, haven't we? What really, really matters to me? And I bet you if we were to write it down on a piece of paper, there would be a lot of similarity for all of us. It would be things like the people we love, taking care of our relationships, being about something bigger than ourselves, giving voice to what really matters, lending a hand wherever we can, whenever we can. Realizing that we may not know the value of a moment until it passes into a memory. I have a plaque with that saying in my study, and I look at it frequently. My mother gave it to me shortly after my father's passing, almost a little over two years ago now, and it was her way of of remembering and saying to me and to her kids, don't take anything for granted. And of course, we know this. I know you know this. I know this. But it's so easy to forget, right? And to realize to never take for granted the value of a moment with another person, because we'll never know when it might become just a memory. Remembering how important connection is. And sometimes we don't remember things until they're gone, right? We don't remember how much something meant to us until it's gone. Connection is really important. Let me read some words of wisdom to you about it. Eric Jensen said, we are social beings and our brains grow in a social environment. Wow. You mean it doesn't just feel nice emotionally and physically? You mean there's something going on in my brain? You mean my brain grows? You mean I might get smarter as a result of being in community in connection in social environment. Dr. Dean Ornish wrote, the need for connection and community is primal, as fundamental as the need for air, water, and food. No wonder why some of us felt we're going crazy. I found that I've weathered the storm really, really, really well until about the last four to six weeks. And I find myself getting in touch with myself and saying, who the heck are you? What's going on? How come you seem so easily annoyed or frustrated? How come things are getting to you so much? They didn't the whole beginning, the whole middle of the storm. Wendy, you're coming out of it. What's going on? And as I get clear, some of it has to do with just the fatigue of trying all of us to holding it together, right? And this is why I said earlier, it's so important to be able to recognize and name and label what we're feeling. Dear friend of mine, J.C. Bolden, mentioned an article to me just yesterday that I found, an article that appeared in the New York Times about how some of us are not going through depression right now, but we're certainly not thriving. And there's a name for it. And the name is languishing. It's somewhere between the two, where we're realizing that it's been a difficult journey, but it's also brought with it the blessing of introspection, the blessing for a chance to really reset who we are as individuals and how we want to be in our lives with one another. Maya Angelou said, the desire to reach for the stars is ambitious. The desire to reach hearts is wise. I love that woman. The desire to reach for the stars is ambitious. Yeah, it is. The desire to reach hearts is wise. And in some ways, I think it's easier to reach for the stars than to reach for hearts. Not the hearts that love us back easily. I'm not talking about those hearts. You know the hearts I'm talking about. The hearts that don't think the way you do, that don't vote the way you do, that don't see the pandemic the way you do, that don't see life the way you do reaching for those hearts i think is a lot harder than reaching for the stars but jesus said what reward do you have if you only love those who love you the reward comes when you love those that are difficult to love and why because the change has to happen in you before any change can happen between you the change may never happen in the other but if it happens in you then what will change is not only you but what exists between you and the other. And that is a profoundly important truth. Dr. Joanne Cacciatore said, there simply is no pill that can replace human connection. There is no pharmacy that can fill the need for compassionate interaction with others. There is no panacea. The answer to human suffering is both within us and between us. I like that last sentence. The answer to human suffering, the answer to human suffering is both within us and between us. When one of us changes, the between us changes. We stand in a spiritual teaching and practice that is all about us doing our individual work of growing and healing and evolving in consciousness. And as we do that, absolutely, positively, the between that exists between us and any other, whether the other is a person or the other is an opportunity or the other is a challenge, changes because we have changed. I believe this pandemic has also taught us, or at least shown us, if we haven't gotten the lesson, it's shown us that we really are in this together. We are in this together, and perhaps we should really start living like we believe that to be true, right? That we are in this together. There's an expression in metaphysics that there is no private good. We could also flip that and say, In the ultimate sense, there's no private bad either. Have you noticed how the virus doesn't care about borders? Have you noticed how the virus doesn't care about what color your skin is? Doesn't care about what you know? We're in this together. And those of us in this teaching have an opportunity to lift that awareness up and to live as if we really, really believe that. And one of the things that I think is absolutely true, and it makes me very grateful and proud of this community, is for a number of years now, we have really taken our spiritual practice beyond just us healing ourselves individually, but have taken it out to look at how can it be applied in social settings, in social issues, to heal our world. Because if we don't do that, then what good is the teaching, really? That is what we are called to do. We are in this together. And what might that look like? It could look like a lot of things, from the very simple to the much broader and deeper. It can look like simply listening more deeply to the other and holding space can look like really being about helping your neighbor. I bet every one of us in this room sometime during the pandemic pandemic reached out in very concrete ways to help our neighbors. You probably shopped for them. When you found toilet paper, remember the toilet paper days? You probably bought some extra to share with your neighbor but didn't buy too much to hoard, right? Right, didn't do that. You may have been on the receiving end You may have opened your door and found a box of Clorox wipes sitting on your your, your stoop. Ways that we helped one another. Let us not forget that when all of this is really behind us. Let us remember how valuable those acts of kindness really are. Being present, showing up. We don't always have to have the answer. Sometimes we are the answer not what comes out of our mouth, but just being there with the other, showing up with the other. There's so much that we can do to be the expression of loving-kindness. And if this pandemic is giving us the opportunity to do anything, I think it's giving us the opportunity to care more deeply about one another and to put feet beneath that, to make that real, to not take anything for granted. Do you remember, in the early days of the pandemic, what shopping was like? Do you remember? You remember buying things, first of all, waiting in long lines to get into the store? Remember that? Remember buying things and then taking them home and having to wipe everything down, and then taking them into your house, and you were lucky if you got all the things that you needed? Remember the bare shelves? keep that alive, not out of a sense of depression, but out of a sense of, wow, let me be aware of the good that is around me, and let me never, ever take it for granted. Let me be aware of the good that is around me, and never take it for granted. And let me be aware of the good within me, and always be willing to give it. Let me be aware of the good within me and always be willing to give it. Namaste.